This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, it's Lon Seidman, and it's time for your weekly wrap-up. Today is Labor Day in the United States. It's a three-day weekend for most folks, but for me, it's a great day to get caught up on a lot of stuff because nobody else is open, so my phone isn't ringing. I can get a few things done here on the channel, including the wrap-up. I want to begin first by thanking Carmen Nooner, who gave via the tip jar. That was the only contribution this week, but I do appreciate everyone who's been contributing on a regular basis, as well as everyone who watches on a regular basis, too, because all of those things equal channel growth. And I'll talk about that growth in just a few minutes when we get into more of the wrap-up this week. We're going to have a very business-focused week. And this week, we don't have an advertiser, so I'll give you another one of my non-ads. And we're going to be looking again at Blue Apron, which is a great service that mails you three meals per week, but they're uh, completely unprepared. You basically take all the ingredients, follow their recipe, and make yourself a meal from scratch, usually in about 45 minutes or so is about how long it takes for me to make most of the meals that they send me. You do have to chop all your own vegetables and everything, but uh, the freshness and quality is quite good and the price isn't all that bad. So I pay about $60 a week and that gets me three uh, two-person meals for my wife and I. The kids aren't yet into all this gourmet stuff, so uh, we enjoy it and the kids eat whatever they eat. Uh, This week I'm going to be having some summer vegetables and egg paninis, some pork cacciatore and seared beef medallions. This will probably show up on Wednesday this week because of the Labor Day holiday. And I really enjoy this. It's been a great thing to be able to cook for my family at the end of the workday. So usually I wrap up here around 5.30 or so, run upstairs, cook dinner, and then get back to work after dinner and after the kids have been put to bed. So a really great way to connect with the family. And you get three free meals, basically a full week here for free. Uh, if you try it out with the link down there, and we'll get a small commission if you do that. And Blue Apron is something that I've been using and can definitely recommend. So let's take a look at what I posted this week. I didn't post as much this week due to some technical problems as well as some issues related to getting my new employee started up. Nothing bad, just all the paperwork and all the insurance stuff. It's just a a really hard thing to get a business started, unfortunately. A lot of red tape that you have to uh, cut through. But I did unbox two things. I unboxed the Dell Alienware 15 that I just got. This has a GTX 1070 built in. I paid about 1500 bucks after discounts and rebates and everything. So what I did is I went on Dell. I was just kind of poking around to see if I could find a, a nice, powerful, portable computer. And I went over to Dell's Alienware page. They had a 10% off sale. I use uh, Ebates. I don't know if you all have ever heard of that before, but if you click through Ebates to buy something, uh, once a quarter you get a percentage back. And they had a special with Dell where there was an 8% cashback bonus on top of the 10%. Uh, so it's up to like 18% already. And then when you factor in my uh, Discover card where I get about a percentage back on that as well, it was pretty much a good deal, 19% off, give or take. I think I only paid about $1,500 after all was said and done for it. So we'll be uh, taking a look at that. So I have a nice portable gaming computer I can use for a channel evaluation stuff in the near future. And I also got my unboxing done of the Chewy Highbox Hero that I reviewed this week as well. And uh, that got a lot of viewership, at least the main review did. Then on the main channel, we did our uh, booting Raspberry Pi directly to live TV with Cody. Uh, We looked at that Chewy Highbox Hero, and I also reviewed the Elgato Cam Link. And I had a couple of Uh, Notes on two of those reviews. The first one was booting the Raspberry Pi up to live TV. Uh, Two folks asked about 
turning the Pi off after it's been turned on, because as you all know, Raspberry Pis don't have an off switch. You just have to pull the plug out of it. Uh, that's one solution, and I thought maybe if you put it on a smart light switch or something, you might be able to just switch power off to it. But I don't like the idea of just cutting power to a running computer. It might corrupt the SD card. So a viewer wrote in uh, with a really good suggestion of a new hardware device that's not all that expensive that we can add to our Raspberry Pi uh, to make this a much smoother process. I ordered one. It's coming in in the next week or two. And once it gets here, I'll do a follow-up video to show you how you might be able to have an off switch for your Raspberry Pi. And the reason why I like the Raspberry Pi for uh, what I've been demonstrating with this home DVR project is that it's inexpensive and you can really make it work just like a cable box like I demonstrated in the video. It can boot right up to live TV. And if you've got family members that are used to that experience of turning something on and getting television, this would eliminate having to dig through apps and everything. So I think this is going to be a really good solution and an even better solution after we get that hardware device in. And I hope it works as they say it does because I think it's going to solve a lot of problems. And Elgato, the manufacturer of the Camlink that I reviewed last week, uh, wrote in with a comment about my MacBook Air and how their Camlink wasn't working so well with it. They suggested that I install their software on that Mac and see if that improves the quality of the video. I haven't yet had a chance to try that yet. I will be later this week, and I'll post something up on the Extras channel uh, with my results of that, but I did want to draw your attention to their comment. Uh, they also mentioned that the build quality that I pointed out, which was not as good as perhaps this uh, Metal Aver thing that I uh, also reviewed in the last two weeks, uh, they said they really thought about uh, something lighter uh, that wouldn't damage a USB port, especially since it is being plugged in directly. So I just wanted to give you their perspective on the review. They were very uh, happy with the review, which is always good to hear, but I did want to, in fairness, give you some of their comments about some issues that I pointed out with it. And now it's time for a couple of things that are on my mind, and this is week 26 of me doing this as a full-time occupation. And I mentioned last week I found somebody to fill that part-time job that I have here on the channel, and that job will be uh, up and running hopefully next week. I spent a lot of time this week getting all the paperwork in order, making sure my insurance was all up to date for workers' compensation, and uh, doing all the things that I need to do to make sure I don't violate any labor laws here in my uh, state of Connecticut or my country of the United States. And I think I've got it all figured out finally. So. Uh, that is going to be a huge help to get me more shoot-ready stuff here on the channel. I only posted three videos last week plus the wrap-up. I usually like to do a minimum of four, and last week was a great example of a lot of stuff just throwing me off course a little bit that I had to deal with, and uh, when I don't have time to do product evaluation, I don't have anything to shoot, and that is uh, one of the goals here is to have a constant flow of product evaluation going on so I can be uh, always shooting more videos, and that is hopefully what we're going to see here with this uh, new position. I'm very excited to get him up and running, and you'll be meeting him shortly. And I also wanted to talk briefly about ads because a few viewers last week were complaining about ads being integrated into the wrap-up. And I wanted to actually take this opportunity to talk about uh, revenue here on the channel. I'll talk more about uh, my business goals a little later in the Q&A segment, but I always like to just bring up the uh, ad flow here so you can understand exactly why there is a need for sponsorship on this channel. And a few people wrote and said they usually use ad blockers, and that's why they hate having these embedded ads. But ad blockers don't help me here. I share my revenue with YouTube based on people who watch ads. And if you have an ad blocker on, uh, there's no revenue coming to me or to other creators. And I uh, strongly suggest that if you are using an ad blocker, and in full disclosure, I do, uh, turn that ad blocker off for YouTube. It will really help your favorite creators, or better, uh, making even a small Patreon contribution will help offset some of the revenue loss from ad blockers being in use. Now, I do want to show you uh, my overall revenue spread here. This is for this year, so January to September. 
and 40% of my revenue still is coming from uh, YouTube advertising. Another 36% is coming from uh, affiliate links to Amazon and Gearbest and other places. Uh, the Patreon and tip jar represents about 10%. That's a growing figure, which is a great thing, and I greatly appreciate it. Uh, and the sponsorships, as you can see here this year, account for about 14% of my overall revenue. Uh, now, even at the top line figure, this is not assuming all the expenses that I have in running the channel, uh, I still don't have enough to make a true living out of this. I did a lot of financial planning to be able to leave my job and do this job, uh, but I'm still not to a point where I'm at a break even uh, financially. I'm not begging for money here. I'm just giving you the reality of uh, running a business on your own and having to manage not only income coming in, but uh, effectively managing expenses. And that is why there's a need to grow that sponsorship pie a little more because I can do that without taking any money from all of you and uh, not having to rely on things like affiliate terms changing or the YouTube ad structure changing. Uh, the good news, at least on the YouTube ad front, is even though you're seeing a lot of creators having a lot of issues with their, uh, their YouTube sponsorship money coming in, uh, mine has been very steady. In fact, my ad revenue is exactly the same as it was at this point last year. And in fact, I have a few less views than I did last year, but I'm making just slightly more money. So the adpocalypse really didn't impact me at all. And I knock on wood have not had any issues with uh, demonetization either. I'm very careful about my content, making sure it is relatively advertiser friendly. So uh, that hasn't been such a bad thing for me. But I really, you know, do will, I, we will be you know, making that sponsor pie uh, larger as we go. But I'm being very careful about it because I understand that uh, I don't want to waste your time pitching you with ads all the time. So the weekly wrap up is probably the only piece of my content where you might have some of this uh, integrated pitch stuff going on. Uh, what I try to do, especially on the standalone sponsored videos, is make them valuable, that there's at least something you can gain from it uh, in addition to getting pitched. And I think the best model for that is what I do with Plex. Every month I do a sponsored video for them. And uh, what I like about doing those is that I can actually show you how to do something uh, within Plex. So it's not just me telling you how great the product is. We can actually step through it and see what goes on with it. And what's really nice about it is that they don't want to review the content before I put it up. So I've really a lot of creative freedom with that. And that's the kind of ad that uh, I will do as a standalone here on the channel. Now, another thing I've been experimenting with is uh, doing some ads within the YouTube ad system, uh, really targeting people who watch this channel that may not necessarily be subscribed to it uh, in certain product category areas. And that's another way that I can do uh, more advertising without really impacting people who are watching the regular content here. Because I really do not want to turn this channel into an infomercial. I'm very careful about that. Uh, but we do need to grow that sponsorship pie. So I'm trying to find ways to do it without uh, you know, making it uh, completely into an infomercial type of thing. And I think we're going to be able to get there. The challenge with a business like this is that I have to make everything I sell, uh, which immediately makes it not very scalable. So I'm also thinking about in the back of my head some things that uh, might be sellable that I don't have to make. And I'll be uh, playing around with some ideas and might bounce some of those ideas off of you as we go. I did want to show you where things were at last year. So uh, this was the 2016 spread. This would be January to September of 2016. So you can see we had some uh, decent growth in Patreon. We grew the uh, Patreon, uh, you know, viewer-supported uh, revenue by about 4%. Sponsorships were only 4% uh, on their own. So having more time to run the business has helped me bring in more sponsorship money, which has been great. And I don't think it's really uh, been too uh, in your face with it. So at least I hope it hasn't. You can let me know if it is. So that's been a good thing. Uh, YouTube ads were about 50% of my revenue at this point last year with the affiliate revenue around 40%. So again, my real goal is to uh, expand that sponsorship area. I would love for it to be viewer supported and not have to do as many sponsorships, but 
I also know that I don't want to make this dependent on me asking for money all the time and turning this into a telethon either. So I'm going to try to find a good balance here. And again, I don't want to waste your time with sponsored content. If I can work it in in such a way that I think it can add some value, uh, that's what I'll do. But ideally, I would like to be in a situation where my revenue is more evenly distributed. So that way, if there's any uh, quirks along the way in one of those main areas of revenue, I'm not going to be out of business as a result. I am very nervous with uh, YouTube ads, even this year, being at 40% of my overall revenue, just given how volatile uh, that algorithm can be. So I'm being very careful about this. I definitely want your feedback as we keep moving forward. Uh, You might start seeing me maybe popping up in some of these YouTube pre-roll ads, but uh, I'm trying to keep them out of the main content if I can. And if I do put them in, uh, there's going to be some value add to it. Now, the one area where we are doing a little bit more pitchy stuff is the weekly wrap-up ads. And I've been experimenting with that a bit just to get your take on it. Uh, The nice thing with the weekly wrap-up is that it's so long and it's indexed. So if you don't like the ad, you can just skip to the next part in the timeline and not watch it. Uh, So that is one way around it if you don't like. And I wanted to just show you uh, the percentage of overall revenue that the weekly wrap-up has as compared to the rest of the channel. So uh, weekly wrap-up over the last year accounted for about 3% of my overall uh, YouTube ad revenue, which is why we're putting that ad position in at the beginning just to try to squeak out a little bit more with this. And uh, I really see the wrap-up as an investment in my relationship with you, which is why I'm going to keep doing it no matter what kind of sponsorship or not that I get for it. But I did want to make you aware of the time that it takes to make this video. So usually it's about maybe two or three hours of prep, if not a little bit more, depending on uh, the topics that I want to talk about. I then spend about two or three hours, maybe sometimes four hours actually recording it. And I've been mindful lately of the fact that the wrap-up is getting longer and longer because I have more time to work on it. Uh, So I am trying to make this a shorter operation, both in its prep and shooting and overall uh, output product, because I think I am losing some viewers on the length of these things. But uh, that is something that I would like to find, just from a business perspective, a way to monetize this video a little better, because these videos don't live very long. When I do the wrap-up video, uh, typically it gets watched for about four days or so before it just completely drops off because it is so timely. Uh, That's also why I've been taking snippets of this video and putting them on my snippets channel for things that are more searchable. So that's been one of the things I've been working with. But if I can run some uh, sponsorships at the beginning, like I've been doing with that ad position, that'll actually help uh, improve the financial situation of the wrap-up here and make it not necessarily lucrative, but at least make it something that uh, will be a little more competitive with some of the other videos that I do, especially given that it usually takes up a good day's worth of work to uh, put it all together. And just as a com- matter of comparison, uh, when I do something like a printer review, for example, as I mentioned in the past, uh, those tend to be watched consistently with thousands of views per month for about two years or so. So those videos really keep delivering uh, because they have less of a timely nature to them versus something like this, which is a news show. So I'm going to be balancing things out a little bit, but I do want to uh, make that revenue pie just a little bit better for the weekly wrap-up, and I hope you'll uh, stick with me. And if you don't like it, just skip the ad, and you can uh, keep watching all the stuff I am blabbering on about. And I only have one bit of news this week, but this was something that caught my eye, and a lot of you on the Facebook page were uh, eagerly chatting about this also. This is the new 400-gigabyte micro SD card from SanDisk. I think it costs about... $50 
$250 or so. That's a lot of money to put in something so tiny, but I just think it's mind-blowing that we can fit so much data on one of these little cards. When they had a one-gig card, I thought that was incredible, but now to increase that by 400x, that's pretty wild that you can fit all that data on such a little thing, especially given that when I was a kid, our disks only held about 1.2 megabytes. In fact, the disks that I used on my old Apple II only stored 140k. So we've come a long way in data storage, and uh, this is just completely mind-blowing. So you can check out uh, the article at the Boy Genius Report there, link below to learn more about this crazy new card that I hope you will never lose because it's going to store a lot of data and it costs a lot of money too. And now it's time for some Q&A from you, the viewers. And our first question comes in from Alex Guy. And this is continuing our topic of the business of YouTube. Uh, he reminds me that it's been a year since I hit 100,000 subscribers. And he's wondering, am I satisfied with the growth of the channel and where things are going and uh, what are my next milestones? And obviously the next milestone is hitting 200,000. I was hoping that after I hit 100K, the growth might be more exponential, but I've been on a very steady growth pattern ever since uh, probably at the holiday season of 2014, and it's not let up. So I bring in about uh, 2,500 to 3,000 net subscribers a month, and it's been like that for the last two years or so, and that's fine. It's actually nice to see that I have very steady growth, and it's not all unpredictable and uh, jagged uh, uh, growth patterns and everything else. It just keeps growing on a steady basis, and I think that's the foundation of any good business, which is slow, steady, and predictable growth. I would certainly like to see it grow faster, but I'm okay with it just growing on a predictable rate, which is what uh, it currently is doing. What I really want to do, though, is get uh, more month-to-month -month views. I've got about a million views now per month that I uh, receive here on the channel. And I know YouTube is all about watch time, but I also look at just overall viewership, how many people are finding this content and hopefully at some point subscribing to it. I do need to start reminding people to subscribe in some of those videos because by and large, about 85% uh, or so of people who watch one of my videos are not a subscriber. And I've been missing some opportunities to make that ask to click the uh, subscribe button down below. Maybe I'll just say mash that subscribe button. Is that what all the cool YouTubers say? Whatever, but we'll uh, work on some of that in future content. But what's happening is, is that because I am really playing in that search commodity marketplace, uh, my older videos start to fall off at about two years, and I have to keep replacing that inventory with new products that are uh, very readily available in the, in the marketplace across the world and are uh, made by companies that are really marketing those products so that people are thinking about them and searching for them. So a great example of something like that is like the HP Stream computer. It's $200. It sits on the shelf at my local Walmart as well as stores all over the world, and it's something consumers see and touch, and they uh, start looking for things on that particular product. So I really need to just get more volume going of things that I'm inserting into that uh, search and commodity marketplace to really start growing this channel faster. One of the challenges that I have because I cover so many different topics is that my subscriber base, you all, are very segmented in your interests. So some people are really into the DVR stuff. Some people are really into the cheap computers. Some people like some of the other stuff that I'm doing. So I don't get a lot of uh, subscriber views per video, but over time, my review videos do very well. So what I'm really focused on, if you want to know from a milestone standpoint, uh, one is the health of the business, which I mentioned before, and the business is actually uh, doing very well, even though we're not growing all that much in viewership, uh, the revenue is, and that's really a critical part of growing any business is having uh, stable, sustainable revenue. So that's uh, milestone number one is to keep that going. Uh, milestone two would try to hit 2 million views this holiday season. I don't know if I'm going to get there. I'm seeing trending that I'm starting to get into the 1.2 million uh, view territory, which is great. So I'm really trying to find a lot of stuff that might be of interest around the holiday season for the next couple of weeks. So 
Uh, that's a goal to hit 2 million views. And beyond that, just keep going the way I'm going and not lose any uh, ground that I have gained over the last four years doing this as a, uh, first, a hobby, second, as a part-time business, and now as a full-time business. So those are really my milestones here. I'm really not uh, under the uh, impression that I'm going to become a billionaire doing this, but I do want to build a sustainable business and then see where we go from there. And we're on our way, certainly, with uh, bringing on some staff to get us there. 200,000 subscribers, it looks like, won't happen until next year, around this time next year, but it'd be great if it happened sooner. So that would certainly be a milestone, too. But again, I'm very satisfied with where things are at. I'm only about six months or so into this as a full-time gig, and I'm very happy. And that's probably the most important thing, is that I'm really enjoying this. And I'm really uh, enjoying sharing this with you all as well. And I really appreciate everybody who subscribed to me and spending some time with me every week. And Ken Markert writes in with two questions, actually. The first is uh, the new person that is starting up with us, whether or not we're going to see him on camera or maybe having him host a series of videos on the channel. Uh, initially, that's not going to happen, not because I don't want him to, but he's not so comfortable doing that just yet, which is totally fine with me. Uh, but as uh, time rolls on, I think we might be able to get him on camera every once in a while. Uh, he might run the board, so to speak, when we're doing live streams, maybe uh, tossing questions to me. So you might hear him or see him uh, doing that. And then whenever he wants to, he's more than welcome to uh, start playing around with that as well. Because like I said, right now, I've got to make everything that this channel uh, produces right now. So it'd be nice to have other people uh, involved with that as well as we move forward. So we'll see what happens here. But uh, right now, his main goal is to get me caught up and uh, keep this uh, shoot-ready stuff on the table here so I can keep cranking out more content. Uh, Ken also points out that channels like Jay's Two Cents and Linus Tech Tips have expanded quite a bit, but they now uh, focus a lot of time on higher-end technology, and he's concerned that I might go in that direction as well. And I do have an interest in higher-end technology, but my uh, primary goal here, where, where I think I do the best uh, work, is uh, connecting consumers to this technology. So I, I would love to have a 27-core you know, a, a, a computer in here to review. The fact is I don't think that really does well on this channel. I think it does great on those channels because they are focused on that kind of stuff. Uh, because so much of my revenue is coming from affiliate links, I want to put things out in front of people that you can actually afford to buy. And not everybody can afford to buy everything that I review here on the channel. But if I have enough diversity of products, I can certainly uh, hopefully get things out to you that you might be able to pick up and use for yourself. Now, one of the things that I'm having a hard time with right now from the affordable standpoint is I'm not seeing a lot of affordable products that have mass distribution. We saw a lot of that when I was first getting going around 2014 and 2015. Dell and HP and Lenovo all had these $200 little mini PCs out there. Everybody stopped making them, which has been uh, really difficult. So our main source of these cheap computers are coming in from GearBest, which are fine, but uh, they're not from name brands and therefore don't have the same consumer reach that uh, those other products do. So I'm always on the lookout for inexpensive stuff. So you can let me know down in the comments below. That will be a big help. And my Q&A for you this week is on that very topic. I am always on the lookout for inexpensive gear, especially inexpensive stuff from name brands. So if there are things out there that I haven't looked at yet and you think I should, definitely let me know down in the comments section. I am working on getting a bunch of PCs that are in the lower tier price range, around $400 or so, but I'm always looking for more. So if it's on GearBest or from a major brand, whatever it is, just leave it down in the comments section. And I'll do my best to try to get as many of these things in as I can. And our channel of the week this week is GameSack. They put out a new video once every two weeks, and they cover 
specific retro game topics. So for example, uh, they've got one here called Piss Poor Ports, where they look at great arcade games that did not translate too well into the home market. Uh, they've got a few other videos on here, like this most recent one here covering the TurboGrafx-16. This one was a 42-minute video. I'm only about halfway through that one. They've done stuff on old gaming magazines. What's nice about this is that they pick a topic and really dive into it, finding some great examples of uh, video games from the 80s and 90s that uh, kind of meet that criteria. They really are, were into consoles as kids the same time I was, so this is really resonating well with me and another one of these channels that I think is a little underappreciated given the fact that they produce really nicely uh, put together long-form pieces that don't always get uh, picked up by the YouTube algorithm. So if you are a fan of these games as I am, I think you'll love GameSack and you've got a ton of content to catch up on if you've never watched it before. That'll definitely be a good time sink for you all this week. Now this week on this channel, we're going to be taking a look at a tablet from TechLast that looks a lot like the Microsoft Surface. Unfortunately, mine did not come with the keyboard, so we're just going to be looking at the computer component of it. Uh, so it is a Microsoft Surface clone. Uh, it is from one of these Chinese brands, so the quality isn't quite there, but it does seem to have a pretty decent Atom processor built in and will be uh, putting it through its paces coming up very shortly. I'm also hoping to get to this CalDigit Thunderbolt dock this week. What's unique about this one is that it's one of the few that works with both Windows and the Mac. It also supplies about 85 watts of power uh, through its cable, so we'll be looking at that one hopefully. We also hopefully will be getting a look at that Alienware 15 that I've been playing with, so I'm eager to show you that and what I'm going to be doing with it. And then just as a little oddball thing, I got in this uh, microscope from uh, the Amazon Vine program. It's from Celestron, so it's a major brand, and it's a uh, HDMI-based microscope. It does like 225X, so it's not going to be as good as some of those optical microscope kits out there, but it might be a fun little gift idea, and we'll look at how that works and what you can do with it. It's got a digital camera built into it also that uh, writes to an SD card, so we'll be uh, taking a look at that, and then I'm sure there'll be other things that might uh, pop up during the course of the week. Now, if you want to help the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv slash Patreon and make a monthly contribution to the channel. We also have the tip jar set up at lon.tv slash tip jar if you want to make a one-time contribution. And if you're outside the United States, you can give via PayPal at lon at lon.tv, as many of you have done so far, which is greatly appreciated. We also have a continuing ongoing relationship with Plex, which means that if you sign up for a free Plex account, no credit card required at the link down below, we'll get a small commission for that. Uh, we also get a commission when you gift a Plex Pass subscription to somebody else, so you can hit up one of those two links there to help out the channel. And by the way, we've got more than just this channel. We've got the Extras channel. We've got a podcast. We have my Snippets channel, as well as my live streams that happen from time to time, so you can hit up all those links and make sure you're subscribed and following so you get all the notifications that might happen. And that is why I also suggest hitting that notification bell to be notified every time I upload something. I've been doing this with a lot of my favorite creators and I don't miss a thing anymore, which has been great. Uh, so you can check out that little bell link. And then if you want to engage with the channel, we've got the email list at lon.tv slash email. Facebook is at lon.tv slash Facebook. And of course, we have the store at lon.tv slash store. And you can sign up for a separate email alert every time I add something new to the store. And right now in the store, I just sell things that I bought to review and getting rid of. Uh, so there's a couple of things up there, including that HP computer we looked at uh, just the other day with the GTX 1050 on board. And I've got a few other things that will be making their way into there very shortly. So be on the lookout for that. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. I want to thank you all for your continued support and comments. And I will be continuing to grow the business here as well as 
uh, build out quality content for all of you. And I need all of that feedback to keep on coming to help point me in the right direction. This is Lon Seibin. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by my Patreon supporters, including Gold Level supporters, the Tangential Soup Podcast, and Chris Allegretta. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash Patreon to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.